I'm Joshua Yen, and today I'm going to be walking you through the book of Job. I'm a philosophy and theology student at the University of Oxford, and hopefully when we're reading the Bible together, we'll be able to gain some profound insights from it. And I don't intend to rush through the first two chapters of the book of Job, but rather I'll approach it from a thematic manner. So I'll be talking about certain themes within these two books, because the book of Job is such a profound, it's such a deep book, which rushing through it would just not do justice to the idea at all. So let's start off with thinking about kind of why is Job, why is it an honor to be Job? And this is a really horrible thing to say in, in, in many senses, because Job is clearly a character which suffers a lot. He's clearly a character which goes through deep, immense suffering, righteous suffering of which he had no cause of in his own demise. And and in that sense, when I'm saying, well, jo Job had an honor, a great honor in the Bible, it's something which is a very difficult thing to say. It's a horrible thing to say in, in some circumstances, because if you think about it, to say that Job had a great honor is to say that I want to be like Job, but then how can you possibly call yourself to be like Job? That's a truly paradoxical and a really horrible thing to say, because of course you don't want to suffer like Job, but at the same time there's this idea where Job is almost this archetypal character that we all should be striving towards, that we should all be working towards, that no matter what happens in our life, the good, the bad, the ugly, we are still praising God. And, and that's a really horrible thing to say, but it's, it's a very true thing to say. And to illustrate my point, and I'll highly recommend you to take out your Bibles. Um, I'm using NIV version. It's a beautiful Bible given to me by, by my mother when I was a really young child. But we're going to be looking at a few two parts of, of, of chapter one and two of Job. We're going to be talking about um, chapter one, verses six to eight. And and then from chapter two, verse one to, to four. So so let's start by saying chapters um, verses six to, to eight. One day the angels came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came with them. The Lord said to Satan, where have you come from? Satan answered the Lord, from roaming throughout the, the earth, going back and forth on it. Then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. Does Job fear God for nothing? Satan replied, have you not put a hedge around him? and his household and everything he has. You have blessed the work of his hands so that his flocks and herds are spread throughout the land. But now stretch out your hand and strike everything he has. He will surely curse you to your face. Now, in chapter two, it's a very similar, um, a structurally very similar statement. Um, on another day, the angels came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan also came with them to present himself before him. And the Lord said to Satan, where have you come from? Satan answered the Lord from roaming throughout the earth, going back and forth on it. Then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. And he still maintains his integrity, though you incited me against him to ruin him without any reason. Skin for skin, Satan replied, a man will give all he has for his own life. But now stretch out your hand and strike his flesh and bones and he will surely curse you to your face. The Lord said to Satan, very well. He is in your hands, but you must spare his life. This is a very horrible passage in the Bible, I have to say. It's a very difficult one to struggle with, to wrestle with, to understand. I look at it and I'm like, well, how on earth can we possibly conceive this of a loving God? How can we possibly conceive this of, of anything? And we might talk about that in another video. But today I want to talk about, well, why do I call Job as having a great honor? Now think about it. What is this framework? What is Satan trying to do in this situation? Well, Satan is coming to, to the God and saying, well, no one, Lord, would love you enough. No one, Lord, will serve you enough, care about you enough to stick with you through the thick and thin. No matter how much 
you want people to love you. They only love you for for goodness that you bring them. And I suppose that's somewhat a argument against a dialectic of the Enlightenment, which is the idea that humans act reasonably. If you if you serve a loving God, then the loving God will do good to you. Therefore, it is a rational thing to do to serve a loving God. Now, what Job is saying here, or what the book of Job is saying here, is to say, well, actually, that might not be the case. Job is trying to say, well, actually, look, Satan is saying, look, people only love you, God, for for the goodness you bring them. And God's saying, hey, hold up a second. That's not the case. People will love me regardless of whether they, they are going through good things or bad things in their life. People don't love me out of what I can give them, but because of who I am. And that's at the core of all relationships with people that you truly love. You love them not because of what they can bring you, but because you love them for who they are. A rich man might be a good friend with a, a poor person in the street, not because of the, a money disparity, but rather because they truly love each other in a, in a reciprocal way. And it's a very beautiful reciprocal relationship there. And in the same way, God is asking or trying to show to Satan and to us as well in extension that that people can love him and we should love him regardless of what happens in our lives. And I think that is why I say Job had a great honor because Job is that archetype of saying, well, actually, no matter how much suffering you put through this, this character, this figure, he is not going to turn away from me. And that is great faith. Like imagine the faith that God has in Job to say, I know you so well that even if Satan destroys your life, you will still love me. Imagine if God was saying that about you. Can you imagine that? Can you really imagine the, 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 the privilege it is almost that when God, out of everyone he could have chosen in the world to say, let the Satan bring his horrible, worst things towards you. That, that God knows and trusts that in your free will, in your free love of God, that your faith is strong enough to say, yes, I rejoice in you. I love you. I, I want to follow you and serve you. And I think that's a very brilliant message and it's a great honor. And that's why I call this video the honor of Job. It's such a paradoxical thing. It's such a horrible thing to think about. But nevertheless, when you think about it deeply, it is an honor. It is an honor for God to say, well, this is my servant, Job. Have you considered this person? It's not just saying, well, okay, try a few people. It's like, have you considered this specific person? Have you considered your servant, Job? There's no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. And he still maintains his integrity, though you've incited against him to ruin him without any reason. It's like that trust that Job has from God. It's just this profound and beautiful relation. And shouldn't we all be working towards the idea that we can trust God and, and want God to know that we trust him such that no matter what happens in our lives, we still love him. And that is a mutual relationship because our relationship with God doesn't go one way only. It's not God reaching out to us only or us reaching out to God. It goes both ways. We have to reach out to God and God also has to reach out to us. And when we trust God, God will trust us as well. And if we don't trust God, well, then, well, we know exactly what happens. We cannot be Job. And this is why I say Job has a great honor. It's a horrible honor, I have to say, because if you read through the rest of the book of Job, and I mean, you you almost get the idea of the book of Job in between chapters one to three and then all the way till chapters 33 to, to around the end of the book of Job is kind of the, the core parts, if you could call that, of the book of Job. But throughout this entire story, you notice about how 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 sad and and how wretched Job's situation is, but nevertheless, he still does not curse God and, and he still does not turn against God. And we'll talk a bit more about that as we walk through the book of Job together in the series. But hope you've enjoyed this Bible study and hope it's raised something to think about because 
It is in honor of Job, but it is a very horrible one. Hope you've enjoyed this Bible study series. I hope you've enjoyed this Bible study. If you enjoyed this video, make sure to like and subscribe. I'll see you soon for another Bible study like this. These are short seven to 10 minute Bible studies through key parts of the Bible. So if you want to spare five or seven minutes to Christ on a, on a weekly basis, then make sure you stay tuned to this channel. I'll see you next one.